What's going on, guys? Mark Forster, Professor Doughboy, Overnight Success University. And today we have a special guest, Nani Bernal. She's the founder of InPower Accountability Group, where the whole focus for her is to truly help individuals get in charge of their life through routine, recharge, and results. I've been a very close friend of Nani for quite some time now. Um, and truly want to make sure that you guys lock in, take out a notepad. She drops a lot of useful information here that I know you guys can eat up and I know that you guys can apply right away. So without further ado, let's get into the interview of how she went from not knowing what she wanted to do to hitting six figures in six months with this group and really where she's looking to take this in the future. Guys, do yourselves a favor. Be fully present during this one. This thing had something here. I look forward to all of the responses. And if it does touch you, share it with a friend, leave a review, drop a comment. Let's get into it. So today and this week on the podcast here, we actually have a very um, great friend that I've been able to develop a relationship with. Uh, So today, guys, I want to make sure that we give our attention to Nani uh, Bernal. And what she has done is really throughout this whole year, kind of shifted a lot in her life, but really where we've connected and really where the foundation has been built is her community called Empower Tribe. Um, so what I want to first of all do is not only welcome you, Nani, but really I want to make sure that people listening, wherever place they're in, they get a better idea of really what Empower is all about because it's been a very blessed opportunity that I've been able to, to be a part of. Uh, so I want to make sure that others are aware of really what you're doing um, with that whole brand and that whole community. Well, thanks, Mark. I love that you brought me on here about time, man. It's been a long time coming, but I'm excited to be on here and I'm excited to let everyone know about Empower in the community. And thanks again, brother, for having me on here. I'm excited to see where overnight success goes. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So really, you know, I think it started, um, and you can correct me if if I'm wrong, you know, growth con, right? So we're down there. Um, I know you were doing your own deal um, with your moving company. I was doing my own deal. And really it almost looked like, it almost seems like as soon as you left, you know, as soon as that weekend was over, it's almost like you kind of shut the door down on everything and and boom, kind of just went in, um, you know, dove deep. So would love to hear like what happened Was it that weekend? Was it things building up to that weekend? Like what was the shift? So I think it was things building up to that weekend. And then that weekend was just like, it solidified it. Like burn the ships, close the doors. This isn't for you. So one, it was Grant Cardone's group that got my momentum back. Um, The 10X ambassador group just showed me how important a community is, how important masterminds is, and how important it is to be in an environment with like-minded people. And the reason I say that is, 
I had like a meltdown in the um, account in that accountability group in the mastermind group. And that's how everyone figured out who I was because I had a meltdown. Um, my business wasn't going good. Just had to fire my sister. I went on a live telling everybody my story for like an hour and 30 minutes. I was crying on it. I was getting emotional on it. And that's where people figured out who I was from that. I gained momentum because everybody told me you're going to be somebody you got this, you could do this. Um, I could connect you with this. And that really helped me because I'm like, wow, people don't even know me and they want to help me. People don't even know me and they see something great in me. Why don't I see it in myself? So being a part of that environment, that group made me want to do better and more and more and more. And I already knew that I was destined for something else, but I was so stuck on like, what else is it? And I think that most people get stuck on that hamster wheel, right? Where you have a goal and you have a picture in mind of what your success looks like. And then when it starts getting close to you, you're like, this wasn't what I thought it was going to be in. And this isn't the picture that I was looking at. I'm envisioning no stress. I'm envisioning an environment that I love. I'm envisioning waking up and wanting to go to work. Why am I staying in bed? Why am I firing my floor? Like, why am I struggling right now? And I rebuilt my moving company from the ground up. I got to be 20K again, uh, reoccurring, but it wasn't something that I wanted to do anymore. By the time that was happening, after I rebuilt it, while I was in this group, while I was at, in the ambassador group, it just made me resent where I was at. I'm like, man, I, I can't be stuck right here because I feel like there's more. Like, yeah, my business is doing better, but I need something more. And going to GrowthCon, seeing how many people knew me, seeing how many people were coming up to me and telling me how I impact them, how I inspired them, it was fucking mind blowing. And, I, and I'm not even kidding when I say that. Like, I was kind of in awe in a way and, and flattered that so many people were making their way to say hi to me to meet me, to tell me thank you. And I'm like, man, like, this is what my story did. Like me telling my story and being me, this is how it's shaped people. I'm sitting there speak, hearing Steve Harvey speak. And it was like, he was speaking to me. I'm in the premiere seat. So I'm like in the front and he was literally talking about purpose. And he was saying how so many of us are not living our purpose, that we're living someone else's purpose, or that we're living another path that's not even ours. So when the obstacle comes, the challenges comes, we're taking on obstacles and challenges that aren't even ours, has nothing to do with our purpose. So when we get to the end of the road, like how I was feeling, and you're waiting for this big party, it's not there. And the reason it's not there is because it wasn't your purpose in the first place. So now you're gonna have to go ahead and go through this whole mission of discovering your purpose again. And when he said that, it just struck me. I'm like, what the hell? Like, dude, like, I feel this. Like, this is me right now. This is not my purpose. And I wrote down impact, in theory, in power. And then I circled in power and I looked at my buddy Rob and I told him, I'm like, dude, I'm closing Innovative down. And he's like, Nani, no, you're not. I'm like, oh, I, I am. He's like, you're fucking crazy. Like, you can't close it down. And I'm like, I'm going to. And literally right after GrowthCon, I gathered 10 people that I wanted to hold accountable, put a status up saying I want to hold people accountable who would like to do be a part of it. And 10 people joined in. Then I had another 10 people join. So I had a 20 person community. And by the 30 days, I closed down the doors of Innovative and I got the titles of articles for Empower. And I just went moving forward with that since then. And I haven't looked back. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. <clears throat> like, I think it's it's been big for me. Um, because and and let's get it really like on point too. The big thing that's been there for me is you know since I've been in the group, um, talking to you, connecting with you more, 
you know, what's helped me isn't the, isn't the good days, right? What's helped me is when you know someone's not checking in for a week, you know, yeah. you know that people are, okay, where'd they go? They kind of went dark. And to continually get a, a little outreach or, or a touch, right? Like, hey, man, what's going on? That's been a game changer. And I think it's been a game changer for, I could probably say, for the rest of your community too. You know, when it comes to accountability um, and whether that's in power, whether that's what we were doing with Grant, like how important would you say having access to a coach or having access to a mentor, not only in your life, but what you're developing in the community now, like how important is mentors in, in this world in terms of entrepreneurship? Dude, it's everything. Like out of, in, in entrepreneurship, out of entrepreneurship, like if you think of it, like really think you being middle school Mark, there was someone that you looked up to. There was a teacher you looked up to. There was someone older you looked up to, whether it was an athlete, whether it was whatever it may be, your dad, it could be whoever. There was someone you looked up to, right? And then you did sports. You had a coach, right? And then there was this athlete that you wanted to be like. So you probably replicated what they did, watched all the stuff that they did. And it was because you wanted to have someone that influenced you. And a coach is everything. It takes a village, you know? Um, I, I love hearing that phrase, it takes a village, because it does take a village to help you build yourself brick by brick. It does take a village to help you get the momentum that you want. And if you think that not having a coach, not having a mentor is something that is doable, it's not, because it could be your grandma that's your mentor, and you don't even know it. That's the person you lean towards. That's the person you go to guidance, because you need advisors. If you don't have advisors, how do you know you're doing the right thing? Because you're going in it with your thought process all the time. You need to be able to hear someone else's thought process, their perspective, their experience, because you could gain so much from someone's lessons. A lot of the times people make mistakes because they don't want to hear other people's lessons. We're not meant to make all the fucking mistakes in the world. What we're meant to do is make our mistakes, learn from other people that have made the mistakes so we don't have to go through that mistake. And I think for me, having a coach is everything. I'm a self-driven person. So I need a trainer. I need a coach because I know me, I could get hard headed and I could also get really hard on myself. And if I have someone else that comes in that's outside of the picture that knows me or has learned to know me and they can tell me, Hey, Nani, this is what you're doing. Or, Hey, you got to tweak this or, Hey, give it to me raw and real. Then that's better for me because then that's where we get stuck with the self doubt, the self confliction, the man, I can't do this. I don't know if I could do this because it's only you versus you. You need to be you versus someone else or you versus you with someone in your ear telling you, hey, this is what could be done. This is what you should do. And it doesn't mean go spend fucking 20 grand on a coach. It doesn't mean go look for a coach right now. It means find someone that can mentor you. Find someone that you look towards to leadership. Find someone that you admire or that you admire what they're doing and learn from them. There's so many people that I learn from every single day. And I make sure that I try to find people that are in the position I want to be in. Or I try to make sure that I find people that know what I don't know so I can go to them for guidance. You know what I mean? It's so important to learn off of each other and to build that environment. 100%. Like, <clears throat> and let's, let's make this known too. Um, this whole concept, uh, Overnight Success University, you know, I, I call myself sometimes, I'll, I'll jokingly say Professor Doughboy, all this type of stuff. Like, I just want this to be known that this wouldn't have been created without a mentor that I leaned on, which was 
you know, you, right? Like yeah. that, that lunch that we had after the event, that was kind of my turning point. That was everything for me. And like, it was like the things that were building up through the event, you know, you get the warnings, right? Cause you went through a lot of things that I didn't go through yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like you mentioned, right. I was hard headed through the whole experience and it, it took me a while to see that, but I'm just very thankful. And I agree with you. I am 100% with, I don't care what level you're at. I don't care what game you're playing. You need a mentor. Even if you mentor people, you need somebody, you know? Yeah. I I have a mentor. Um, I have a mentor and I coach people, you know what I mean? And it's, it's, you need it. Like there's no way that you don't need it. And then anyone's like, I don't need anybody pushing me. I love to see that. Like I love when I see someone, right? Like on my side, I'm like, how important is accountability? Oh, I hold myself accountable. Cool. So what about accountability for your family? What about accountability for your health? What about accountability for your job? Like a lot of people don't realize your bosses, if you're working for someone, they're your mentor in a way. Why? Because you want their lifestyle. You want their job. You want their position. So instead of hating them, despising them, not wanting to go to work every day, why don't you try to learn from them? Every time I learned from someone that I didn't like, I got something out of it way more than I expected. One, I gained a relationship. Two, I taught myself a lesson, don't judge a book by a cover. And then three, I was, I was put in a position to win because now I'm learning them, learning from them something that I didn't know. You know what I mean? Right. No, 100%. And, you know, on this topic too, like I always thought, well, it started for me. Um, I was very much in line with my father-in-law and wanting to kind of emulate him. And then, you know, you look at Grant and all these type of things. Someone right now, do they need direct access to a mentor, would you say? Or like, how, how would I start? If, you know, I'm looking for someone, how would somebody that's just kind of in a position where I'm at building, where would I turn to, you know? Join Empowered. No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding, but I'm really not kidding. I'm a point of all too. <laughs> um, but no, I would say because for me, I had to figure it out first, right? A lot of the times we don't have money, right? A lot of the times we look at how much coaches are and we're like, shit, that's a lot of money. So what I would do is one, try to find a free Facebook community, right? Or two, try to find someone that you resonate with. There's so much resources to mentorship. Mentoring doesn't mean that you have to speak with the coach directly. Mentoring means that you're putting yourself in a position to win by someone else's influence or somebody else's experience. There's so much accountability in a book, you know, you got to find your right mentors because if you don't, you're going to go ahead and invest money and it's not going to be for you. And I found that that was a lot of the problems that everyone comes across. They buy a course and they're like, man, it wasn't for me or man, this guy's all about money. Well, it's because you didn't do your due diligence with the mentor that you're looking for. So for me, if you're starting out and you want to get into entrepreneurship or better yet, personal development, because that's what mentorship is, I would get into reading a little bit more doing research on people, motivational speakers, um, looking up inspirational content, because then you're going to find in these videos and in these books, people that you resonate with or people that's message aligns with yours. And then you could go ahead and think, okay, well, should I invest in this $7 a month course? Or should I invest in this $97 book? Or should I invest in, you know, this one coaching call for 150? Then you should invest in it if you know that this person aligns with you. Um, So my best bet to tell you is, Start looking around in your environment. Start being conscious of what you like, who you are, what you align with. So you can start following that mentor, listening to their podcast, reading their books. And then if the, invest, if the time is right to invest in yourself, 
go ahead and buy a a course, go ahead and get involved in the group coaching, go ahead and be in their Facebook group, but there's levels to it. So many people go freaking head first and they're like, oh, 10X head first. That's the dumbest shit ever. You see, Grant Cardone is great for motivation. Love Grant, but Grant Cardone isn't for someone that is in a position where they're stuck they don't have money. You know why? Because Grant Cardone's going to convince you to give them all your money. And then you're going to be like, shit, I didn't execute on this. What am I supposed to do? See, there's levels to these mentors. You know what I mean? There's levels to who you deal with and what you deal with. Right now, Grant Cardone for me, it, it, I wouldn't invest in a program currently with him. Why? Because it's not, it's not what I'm doing. It doesn't align. You know, would I invest with Ed Milet? Yeah, I do his coaching. I program once a month, 397 I pay, and I'm a part of Arte. Why? Because his message aligns with me and I need to invest in myself. You know what I mean? So just find mentors that invest with, that are aligned with you. Utilize your free resources before you go spending money on people. And you know I stress that all the time. Yeah. No, that's that's been a very big thing that I even had to learn. You know, I think we've all we've all learned it, right? You you spend three grand on on a course and you didn't even use the thing. So I totally get it. And um, that opened like growth con for sure opened up my eyes to it's just all right, let me pitch, 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 pitch. And yeah, you, you got to do your due diligence. And I love that you kind of brought the whole due diligence up and really the people you're aligning yourself with right now. That's something I kind of wanted to get into. Um, yeah. Not specifically Arate, um, but you know, look, I am 100% aware that Ed has been just pivotal for you, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, like, with him, I am very big on faith. And you know what? I'm very big on individuals who have faith. So, you know, people that recognize a higher being, whatever. And I know you recently went through a a shift, right? Uh, Almost like a rebirth. Yeah. Uh, you know, how has that been for you this year in terms of just kind of finding faith again, you know? Man, it's, it's been amazing because, you know, success leaves clues. And I think so many of us forget that. And we're always looking at these mentors, but we're not replicating them and we're not trying to be more like them. And I think just like not to get biblical, just like, you know, in religion, um, Christianity, it's not that you are Jesus, it's that you want to be more like him, you want to act more like him, live more like him, because you live a better life, you know, same thing with mentors, you want to see what they do, you want to replicate their processes, you want to do their routines, and for me, I'm really big on reflecting, and I was at a very low point in my life, and everyone that knows me knows I love and my life, like, I literally love him, because he saved my life, I was in a point where I was super depressed, and I was suicidal, you know, I just felt defeated. I felt like I was conquered. I, I was done. I wanted to give up, give in and quit. Like I always say, don't do, that's what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I kept listening to Blissful Dissatisfaction over and over and over. That's one of my favorite episodes of Ed Milet. Even when I listen to it, it makes me get teary-eyed because I remember being in such a fucking bad place, dude, thinking the worst, wanting to do the worst, and then just listening to him and listening to him and listening to him. And then something hit me where I'm like, wait what does Ed have that I don't have? That's not the obvious, right? That's not the big money. That's not the cars, you know, but like, what does he have that I don't have? Because I have his grit. I have his resilience. I have those traits that he speaks about. It may not be at my let's level, but it's definitely along there. You know what I mean? So I'm like listening to him and it's faith. 
He talks about faith so gracefully. He talks about it so embracingly. And I'm like, man, this is the only thing I'm missing. I want to be a human being, but how can I be a human being if all I'm doing is doing? I'm just being a human doing, 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 but I'm not doing for myself. I'm not being myself. I'm not in tune with myself. I'm in tune with the fact that I need money and I need to figure something out to get it done. I'm a hustler, right? But I'm not hustling for my soul. I'm not hustling for me spiritually. And I was very suicidal. I got a message from Brian Rand um, talking about how I should go to Boo Church. Uh, he had no idea what I was going through that night, but he, I kind of sent him a message a little off. Um, he told me, you know, you should come to church tomorrow. I think it would be freaking great. Little did you know, I'm not a Christian. I don't go to church. I haven't been in church in years. And this would be weird for me. But I go on Instagram right after and boom, the main pastor of that church, I see a video and it's called Stand Firm. And he's talking about how can you be firm if you don't even know where your feet's at? And I'm like, oh shit, like there is no coincidence that I'm thinking about faith and my let. Brian Rand sends me this. Then this pops up on my Instagram. I'm just going to go tomorrow. So I don't tell anybody I'm going and I go to church every single Sunday um, from November 6th or the 16th. I have it written down, but it's, it's between one of those two dates. And I go every Sunday. And after that, for eight weeks, I was on a mission to discover myself, like really discover myself. Because every time I went into there, I was crying. And every time he spoke, I was crying. And every time he was saying something, I resonated with it. And I'm like, okay, there is something wrong. Like, yes, I love myself, but do I forgive myself? Yes, I love myself, but do I feel like I'm still who everybody thinks I was? And I did feel that way. I felt a burden. I felt guilt. I had so much inside of me, so much rage. And I went for eight weeks and then I suddenly made a shift. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the most intentional person I can be because I realize that when I'm intentional, that means that there's an action that's going to be positive with that, right? It's all about Newton's law, the law of reciprocation. What you give is what you get. When you are present, you get presence. You know what I mean? And I'm like, I need to really be intentional. I went out and I reached out to the five people that I've done the worst things to. I haven't spoken to my mom. You see how close we are. I didn't speak to her for years prior to this year, me reaching out to her. Um, my dad and me, we had a real face-to-face -face talk. Um, I reached out to people that I did wrong to and that I needed to fix. And it's hard to tell someone, I'm sorry, when you've done something really wrong and you're stubborn and you're egotistic. And most people are probably like, oh man, she's stubborn, she's egotistic. No, I'm, I'm a human. And we all have those traits. And what I wanted to do was not be stubborn anymore, not be egotistic and just really be me. And I reached out to them and I made my amends with them. That felt amazing. And then I also promised myself, I'm going to go to church every Sunday. I've done it. I've told my mom, you know, I wanted her to be a part of it. And I told my mom, I wanted her to come with me. Our relationship got better. Um, she started coming with me every Sunday. And then this year I got baptized. Um, I got saved and it was a rebirth. It wasn't like a rebirth. It was a complete rebirth for me because I could breathe again and I felt forgiven and I felt that my cup was filled. And throughout this whole mission with Empower, it's been a struggle, dude. It hasn't been great. And you know that, you know, I got my car repossessed. I had an eviction letter on my door the trip right before I went out to fucking Boston. Like, no. you know, I've had so much trials and errors with this whole Empower thing, but because I've had faith, I've understood that this is just a part of the mission. The bigger the vision, the bigger the opposition. So I've embraced this process with my journey, but I've embraced it so much because I got my faith and I got, you know, my God that I believe in and that I know that I'm doing the right thing and I know that I'm going to be 
an impact and I'm a force, you know, and unfortunately, you, when you have a big vision, you got big objections that come with it. And that's all that this year has been. It's been a blessing. It's kind of been a curse in a way with some of the things, but it's been more than a blessing than ever. And having my faith has helped me with that. That is like, <clears throat> and one thing, you know, when coming out to Boston, let, let me make one thing clear. Like the relationship that you and your mother have, I would have never thought that there was some type of disconnect ever before. You know, when you guys were together, it was like, you could feel the energy. You know what I mean? So that was awesome to see. And clearly the work that you do behind the scenes that people aren't seeing, I mean, it speaks for itself. And yeah. I want to make sure just, look, one thing you put me on, and I, uh, I actually, I downloaded the Audible, um, The Way of the Warrior. Oh man, <clears throat> such a good book. Fire. I listened so to good. It, yeah. I listened to it two times already, but the one thing this guy said, you know, he mentioned his definition of faith is having a plan tomorrow. And that hit me. And I was just like, you know, I want to stay on the topic of like a dark place. And, you know, for somebody out there, maybe God isn't it for them, but like when in a, when you're in a dark place, you know, what for you, I know God or, or whatever, you know, church, whatever it might be, but like, what should somebody, you know, lean on to, to kind of get them out of that hole? Like, I know you recenter yourself in a variety of faithful practices, but what if someone's not ready for that step, yet, you know? So for me, so everyone knows, there's a real big difference between religion and spirituality. And there's an interview with Oprah and the Harvard University. I posted it in our Empower group. And she explains this like so damn perfectly. So for me, God is who I believe in, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to my spirituality, my practices are being a good human. My practices are listening to the law of reciprocation. My practices are the law of repurpose. My practices are giving and not taking and being a servant before I'm a leader and making sure that I'm a good person before I, I act like I'm owed anything. Most people confuse what religion is and spirituality. I think that everybody needs to have a spirituality cup. Why? Whether it be energy, whether it be a law, whether it be, you know, the doll in your room that you look up to, you got to believe in something because faith isn't religion. What faith is, is seeing something, not being able to see something, not being able to hear it, not being able to taste it, not being able to touch it, but knowing that it's going to happen or that it will be there. That's what faith is. But most people mix faith with religion because not for nothing, either they're ignorant to listening to what the definition is, or they're so used to this culture where we mix words up and we don't know the real meaning, right? So for me to be faithful, not only means for religion, like the religion side for me, it's that I'm comfortable. That's where I find my comfort. That's where I know my calling is. And not for nothing, everybody has a great calling. You come into this world with two envelopes, your calling, your guide system, basically telling you the right way to do things. And then you got your guide system, the wrong way to do things. And most people are going to forget their envelopes and they're just going to go ahead and live in life. But when you realize that, man, I have a purpose, I have a calling, that's not God, that's you right there telling yourself, okay, I got faith that something bigger than me, right? So for me, that's Jesus and God telling me you got this, right? But for someone else, that could be energy. For someone else, that could be them gaining that. But having faith is really being able to hone in that you got a, a vision and you believe in it, that you got a goal and you believe in it. Even if you can't see it, 
taste it, feel it, you believe in it. So if you're in a dark place, my thing would be believe in something. Believe in something that's bigger than you. And that's easier to say than done, but no, it's easier to be done than say, because I could believe in something, but it's like, man, if you're in a dark place and all you believe is, I'm not good enough. I'm not, I don't have what it takes. I don't have the experience. You know, my, my poor situation. Guess what? You're believing in something that's smaller than you. So you got to hone in and believe in something that's greater than you. Believe in something that, that's bigger than you. And I think it's a comfort feeling to know that there's a God that created everybody in this world, but he specifically made you, your hair, your nose, your mouth, like you. There's not anyone else just like you. It's just you in this world. How great is that, you know? So believing in something that's bigger than you is how you can get yourself out of that dark place. Lifting this room up right now, you know what I mean? <laughs> love that. I love that. And that's, that's what it has to always come down to. I love that you mentioned energy and like, yeah, it's, it's spirituality. It's totally, you know, it's totally separate. So I'm really glad because I know that hit a lot of people where you were absolutely right. They're in a mindset where they think it's faith. It has to be God. It has to be Jesus. And the way you just pictured that for everybody to hear, I mean, it, it, again, I'm, I'm drinking like Red Bull right now, right? By <laughs> away. Um, and wanted to make sure that I kind of highlight a little bit about the event that we threw. And again, thank you for coming out and speaking. Um, no problem. But I wanted to really kind of dive in. Everybody that is listening, I just want, they, we had seven speakers at the event um, back in November. And Nani actually happened to be the only female speaker. So coming from your words, coming from your mindset, like, is that something you're used to? Is it something that you kind of carry a chip on your shoulder about? Like, what, what was the thought process going in? I love it. I, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's been like that my whole life. Like, yeah, yeah. one, like, you could see my mom. She's a very respectable woman, right? Um, yeah. She was a Marine. And she has always taught me to hold my ground, to always be a strong woman and to be a woman that conquers. And for me, I saw that so much with my mom that that's the one thing I've taken with me from my mom. And now that I think of it, I am my mother. But <laughs> as you get older, you're like, I'm not my mom. I'm not my parents. And then like you really look at it and you're like, shit, I really am my parents. But, you know, that's something that I really took hold of with my mom that I saw how men respected her and she was so beautiful. I saw how men respected her in a business level and they still took her seriously. And she never took shit from anybody. She never let anyone walk all over her. And for me, um, I've always been that way. You know, I've been a tomboy. I, I played in sports, but I always wanted to be number one. And I think confidence is everything. And I think a lot of people confuse confidence and cocky because you could be cocky and you can have a lot of confidence. And ever since I was young, I've always walked into a room and you feel me when I'm in that room because I got the energy, I'm confident. And before when I was younger, it was a lot of cockiness. And as I got older, I kind of honed into, okay, be humble, be confident, and you could carry it with you. But it's my confidence level. And, you know, when I got into sales, girls in a sales world, it's crazy, right? But for me, I loved it because when I was in a call center, I realized that girls are going to benefit more than guys. Why? Because I'm a girl. I have a comforting voice. And now if I have this soothing voice and then I learn these sales, there's no way I can't kill it. So for being me and being a girl and always being the only girl in the room, I always feel like it's an advantage because one, people are more intrigued. Two, 
I get more attention because they're like, wow, one, you're girl, you're pretty. Or like, man, like you're the only girl in here. And I love it because most people, once they speak to me, they're fucking blown away. They're like, wait, what? Like, I didn't expect that. Or like, man, you're a powerhouse. And it's because when you're a woman, they underestimate you. And I love being underestimated. And then when people talk to me, they're like, wow, I'm blown away. Um, I did sales and then I was in the moving industry. The moving industry does not have any freaking woman. It's straight up Jews and it's, (laughs) it's Jews, Russians and Ukrainians, dude. Like I used to get like yelled at in Dutch and Hebrew all the time. And I'm like, man, like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying, bro. Like English, man. Or like they would get so upset with me and tell me like, oh, you're a woman. Like you shouldn't be in this world. But I've always been tough and I've always been counted out as because I am a woman. And that's why you got to count me in because I am a woman. And I love it because that's what I'm doing this for. I want to be able to be a very well-known woman speaker and be a world shaker because I look up to all these men, right? Like there's not a freaking woman mentor that I could be like, man, that's like a Grant, not Elena Cardone. Why? Because I, she's not the same like Grant, not Ellen DeGeneres, because she's not, yeah, she's great, but like, she's not like a, a coach. Like all the women I can name, they're just like, really not like a coach or like a speaker. They're great, but they're not like that, like motivational entrepreneur. Great. So like, that's what I want to be for the women. Yeah. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> for those that have met Nani in person, you know, I'm going to be real. Like, you know, she, she, she does well, dude. She dolls herself up, but I'm going to tell you, man, watch out fierce. <laughs> and, and I think everybody can, can tell with that energy, but really <clears throat> that's something that I'm glad that you portray in your uh, coaching, in your, your speaking, because as easy it is for you to let people like, dude, you throw the hammer on me when I need it. And that's yeah. what I think people need. And I think that's why people gravitate towards Empower so much. Um, and with Empower, right? So there's Empower Tribe, uh, the accountability group, right? On, on Facebook and everything like that. You also are doing Empower Talks. And it is mind-blowing to me how you get such quality on those episodes and on those podcasts I need to know, these guys need to know, what's the strategy? I mean, you've been able to get such a variety of guests. Like, what is the secret sauce? Man, there is no secret sauce, man. (laughs) It's about the consistency game. So, like, honestly, the secret sauce is Instagram. If you don't utilize your Instagram to network, you are doing it 100% completely wrong. Now, me, I come from the sales world, so I understand that if someone doesn't write me back, it doesn't mean that they're not interested. It just means that I got to keep trying, right? So when it comes to Instagram, I use, I utilize my credibility and my digital handshake. So your social media profile is your digital handshake. Why? Because this is where people are first seeing you, what you're about, what you do, what you're bringing to the table. And if it doesn't look right, most people are going to overpass you, right? So I make sure that my Instagram is like, my social credit card, right? You look at it and you're like, man, this is good. She's a speaker. She, she's the host of Power Talk. She's a part of Arte. You go look at my pictures. You see that I'm rubbing elbows with these big influencers. I'm, you know, doing masterminds. I'm being a part of stuff. So people see it and they're like, okay, cool. Now they look at my following. Okay, she has over 5,000 followers. Okay, cool. She looks credible. Now it's all not saying you have to have 5,000 followers, but 
don't listen to everything I said and only take that one part. Make sure that your social channel looks good. Make sure that it says what you do. Make sure it says what you're about. Make sure it shows who Mark is, what overnight success is. Like I should be able to go on your Instagram and when I look at it, I'm like, cool, Mark Foster, he's a, he's a father. Uh, he's the owner of overnight success. Dope. He has a podcast. Wow. Look at these pictures. He goes to Grant Cardone's. You know what I mean? Like basically showing what you got and your profile should always be family, business, lifestyle, right? That way you can show people you're a real human. Now what you do, and this is a real tactical thing. You go ahead and you find a mentor that you know, like, and trust. Now the mentor that you know, like, and trust you look at his community. Who are the people that he's engaging with? What are the other influencers they're engaging with? And what you start doing is analyzing their numbers. Okay, well, if Ed Milet has 2 million followers, but Pedro Coolins has 150,000, and Brad Lee has 200,000, and Steve Sims only has 80,000, I'm gonna go ahead and target these three people because they're a part of Ed Milet's circle. And I'm gonna go ahead and reach out to Steve Sims because he has 80,000 people. And that means that he will be more accessible to answering me. And then I'm gonna go ahead and reach out to Brad. And I'm gonna go ahead and reach out to Beatrice Cullins. And I'm gonna keep reaching out to them until they answer me. Now, most people will give up when no one answers or most people will go ahead and write 200 letters. What you do is write a very simple paragraph. Hey, Beedros, I like what you're doing. Love this piece of content and reflect on a piece of content that they have. Don't go in there just being a, a weirdo or a bot. Like, hey, I'm Mark. Can you be on my podcast? Like, hey, Beedros, that last post, fire. Would love to have you on my podcast. Let's make it happen. And I could show you on this talk right now where it's literally two sentences where I'm like, dude, love that post. Let's get you on my podcast. Let's make it happen. And now the reason why they say yes is because they go ahead they look at my Instagram. They're like, okay, cool. She's had Ed. She's seen Jesse. She got coached by Tim. All right. Awesome. Cool. I'm going to say yes. Then they'll write you back. Yeah, let's make it happen. And I get a lot of times an assistant or I get them directly. And it sounds like it's, it's a lot of work, but it's not that it's a lot of work. It's a lot of follow-up because what I used to do in the beginning, it's a little bit easier now for me because I could reach out to people and kind of use the big names I have where I can ask someone to introduce me. But in the beginning, and even till now, I still do it. I have a spreadsheet of the people I reached out to. And if they follow, if they read it, if they haven't opened it, who I need to follow up with, who said yes, but hasn't reached out to me. Like you got to have that spreadsheet and you got to consistently follow up. If you don't follow up, you're not going to get the guests. So it's the secret is the follow up. The secret is Instagram. And the secret is making sure that it's short and sweet. That's it all about the sale. I mean, that's huge. Like that Instagram stuff. Um, yeah. that's huge. Like, you know, just inventory yourself. Like what are you putting out into the world? Because when it's time for you to do a deal or when it's time for you to really level up, you better hope and you better be portraying yourself as the individual you're trying to, you know, reach. So that's huge. That's very, yeah. Very and, and how you have to think of it too, is like, Make sure you just don't get anybody. I think a lot of people mess up with their podcast because they try to just get anybody. Look for influencers that are upcoming. They're going to want to be on shows. Look for influencers that are engaging with their audience. Look for influencers that write you back when you put a story, you know? Look for those influencers in the beginning because what you do is kind of leverage their name. Brad Lee, he's accessible as hell. And it's because he's awesome, you know? He engages with his supporters. He he wants to help you out and he wants to build your brand. Boom, reach out to him. I bet you if you're listening to this right now and you go ahead and you write Bradley, 
um, that you listen to his Dropping Bombs episode with Nani, of course, my episode. You go ahead and tell him that you listened to that episode. You fucking loved it. He writes you back, hell yeah. And then you go, I want you to be on my podcast. Can we make it happen? I promise you, I promise you that he will say yes. And when he does, go ahead and shoot me a message and say thank you. But you guys say you heard my episode on Dropping Bombs. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I, I love the fact that you touched on that. Um, because it's so easy for anybody to just say, this guy's got a big following, I'm going to bring him on. But like, like the mentor thing, do they align, right? So huge, so huge. And that's something that I think I, I don't think, I will take that back. I definitely know one of the struggles that I have is really sometimes just a sense of direction. Like, what path am I going to go down, you know? we all have struggles when we're first starting out, when we're trying to level to the next place in terms of what to expect. Like, okay, for me, my struggle is sometimes I need a sense of direction, but what are other struggles that people are going to have to expect during this process? So your struggle is not that your struggle is that you try to burst you all the time. You're fucking great. You got the direction. A lot of times when we speak, you know, like you give me the plan and then you're like, well, just, you know, I don't really know. You know, it was just an idea. And I'm like, what the fuck? You just had a great plan. What do you mean? It was just an idea. So no, that's not your struggle. Your struggle is you're great, but you don't believe in yourself with it enough. And you know that we're going to fix that. But I would say, I think that everybody should avoid the fact that it's not going to be an easy ride. Absolutely not going to be an easy ride. Just because I've had this great year, this year has been great with opportunities. This year has been great because I hit six figures. That does not mean that I'm where I want to be and that it's great all the time, right? I talk about it all the time. That entrepreneurship is the biggest personal development course that you're voluntarily going into. Why? Because there's going to be days where you have a great month and then the month next month, it's shit. So I'll be real honest on your show just so an entrepreneur can hear it. So I closed out my moving company. I literally had maybe $15,000 left over because I, if you guys know my story, you know that I had to rebuild the company. It took me two, three months. When I finally got the momentum going, I could have probably had a big year this year if I stuck with my moving company. But I didn't want to. I didn't want that struggle. So what did I do? I voluntarily closed down my company. I voluntarily knew I only have 15 to 20K to live off of. I voluntarily went ahead and struggled. Why? Because I had to believe that my vision was greater. So one, you got to fight with yourself. You're going into the unknown. That's already a struggle. But know that it is the unknown. So you don't know what you don't know. So don't go ahead and doubt yourself before you go ahead. Because most people are like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. But if you think about it, when you give up and you quit, you basically thought you knew it. And I know that's really confusing, but it's because you're going to go ahead and tell yourself, I can't do this, so I'm not going to do it. But how do you know if you didn't even try? So that's what I mean. Then secondly, you're going to have to deal with the people that love you. Those are the people that hurt you. Why? Because the people that love you's opinion matters so damn much, whether you let them down, whether you make them proud. So the people that love you are the ones that are going to tell you, I, Miha, I don't know if you could keep doing this. Are you sure this is the right thing? I don't know, Nani, you know, you got bills to pay, mama. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. And like, ah, oh, you should get a job. Or, ah, oh, I, don't, I don't know. Like, what's this thing you're doing on a computer and a mic? Like, 
it doesn't make sense. And that hurts when it comes from someone you love, when it comes from someone you want to be like, I'm all in on you. So you got to be prepared that the people that love you, they're looking out for you, but you can't believe in what they're going to say. And then most importantly, you got to go ahead and know that you have to be a giver before you can become a taker. And that's easier said than done. Because even when you're fucking struggling, you still have to give and give consciously. Not give just to give because you're like, all right, I got to give and get this over with. No, you got to really give and make sure that even when you know what you're doing bad, it's still coming from your heart. For me, the biggest challenge this year was when my car got repossessed. I had three power talks that day and I had three coaching calls that day. And I was up from two in the morning till the next day. Why? Because one, I was hurt. Two, I couldn't believe my car got repossessed. But three, I had a community I had to show up for. Not one fucking person knew that I had a problem all day. The next day when we had a team coaching call, I went ahead and told everybody. Everyone was like, what? Like, I had no idea. And that's because, (coughs) excuse me, and that's because I pushed through. And I pushed through because I know that I'm going to have challenges and I'm going to have objections through this mission, but I cannot give up. I cannot give up. Even when it's getting shady, it's getting, uh, you know, cloudy, it's getting unclear. You got to know that that's just opposition. Opposition always tries to make it a little foggy when you're sure of something. And then most importantly, enjoy that high when you do succeed. Why? Because more than likely, it's not going to be for long because being an entrepreneur until you're where you want to be, it's going to be a, a bunch of this up, down, up, down, up, down. And I want someone to tell me, Oh no, she doesn't know what she's talking about. I've interviewed over a hundred freaking people. And even the most successful people have said that until you get to where you want to be, it's up and down, up and down, up and down. And I could say that, um, I signed a deal for a hundred and ten thousand dollars in October for consulting. It was great. Now, November and December, guess what? Now me and that business are talking about terminating our contract. Now, November and December were great, but now January is like, fuck, like, shit, I was good. Now I'm not good again. You know what I mean? Now, I just recently ended ways with my partner. I thought we were great in November. Comes to find out in December, he tells me he's not happy. And I'm like, wait, what? So you see where it's like, it's good, but then it's bad. But if I go ahead and took every single bad moment, curled up like a little baby and took it, then I wouldn't be where I'm at. I just understood that when I'm doing really good, expect something really bad to happen. Not like to be negative, but expect and be prepared for opposition to come. Because when you have a great purpose, there's greater problems. When you have a great purpose, there's people that want to knock you. When you have a great purpose for me, because I, I am a woman of faith, it's like me saying the enemy or, or the devil is always going to try to tempt you with doing bad or tempt you with trying to show you that your vision's not big enough or it's not good enough. But a lot of the time it is, you just got to accept that problems come with purpose. But that doesn't mean that the problems are forever. Just like that good moment isn't forever, the bad isn't either. That had something there. And I think that that literally just filled up the cup. You know, that that had some substance. Everybody right now should rewind that and make sure you're aware of some of those struggles. And Let's be honest, let's not only forget what she started with, right? Like, this is the power of mentors. This is the power of accountability and the power of coaching. I thought my struggle was one thing. She totally hit it right on the head. This, this third-party perspective, right? She's not afraid to tell you like it is. That's why it's so important. She knows me sometimes a little bit more than, than I want to 
really tell myself. And I think that's a big, big thing that coaching, mentors, empower tribe, that's what these types of individuals will do for you and for your business yeah. forward, you know? And look, let's also touch on the fact that you've had consulting experience in your group alone. You're helping individuals from foundational roots of their business into the next steps. And yeah. really, I'm very interested is there a place that you typically start with people? Like, is it okay with me? It was a lot of different things. I know a lot of it was passion driven, but is it process? Is it passion? Is it concept with, with people that are just starting? Do you typically have a, a start point you work with them on? So with everybody, I start with the five C's and where are you at? Right. Because I need to know where you are at. So one thing about my coaching is it's accountability. Right. And I make it very clear. I'm not here to put new goals on you. I'm here to make you do the shit that you need to do, but you don't do it. Right. So for me, I figure out with everybody, where are they at? Right. Because no matter what, it's always the same thing. I don't have the belief in myself or oh, I got the excuses. Ah, oh, I don't, I don't really know. I don't got that push. So what I realized it's a mindset thing. It's a personal growth thing. It's a belief thing, whether it be belief in themselves or belief in their vision, it always comes down to foundation. And for me, I try to figure out one who this individual is. So when you get coached by me or you join empowered, we do several calls before I really know who you are because everybody's different, but everybody's looking for the same thing. So the foundation is discovering where you're at, where you want to go, how you want to get there, and what's the thing that's holding you back from getting there? What's that excuse that's holding you back? What's that person that's holding you back? Is it yourself that's holding you back? And then what we do is break down those beliefs. We break down those barriers, and we come up with a custom growth plan for you. Um, whether it's a 30-day plan, 90-day plan, 60-day plan, we come up with a growth path, like a blueprint that can help you execute. And for me, it always comes down to foundation. And the foundation is people don't like to do self-care. People don't like the word process. And people don't like to put themselves in the position to embrace the process. Because what? The process is hard. The word process is an ugly word. But guess what? It's not about the arrival. It's about the process. So I make individuals start a morning routine. I make them go ahead and get a routine into place in the morning. Because for me, that first hour is for you. That morning, that sacrifice, that I need to be in tune. It needs to start with you first. And I realize that a lot of people don't even take two seconds for themselves. So I work on foundation before we go forward with anything. If your foundation isn't good, then we're going to fix it. That's awesome. That's awesome. Morning routine has definitely been a part of my life for a few years now. And yeah, journaling, meditation. I know these are buzzwords. I know it's kind of woo-woo still. It's kind of still popping up, but it matters. It definitely matters. And I'm, I'm glad that you hit on that. And you just said it's woo-woo stuff, right? So many people think it's woo-woo stuff, but guess what? You need that woo-woo stuff. That little stuff is so damn important. And what I realized too, because a lot of people listening to this are probably like, man, I I'm in a great position. I don't need her group. I need to execute. Well, you see, that's what most people need. Everyone knows what they need to do, but no one has accountability to doing it right? Like Mark knew he has to write in his goal book. He knows that he has to wake up early, but it's different when you have a structured plan and someone holding you to it, right? Because now it's not about, man, I'm letting myself down. Now I'm letting someone else that believes in me down. Mm -hmm. So how I do it is I'm not sitting here. I'm your coach. Listen to me. I'm like, yo, and I say to everyone, I don't want to be 
your coach. I don't want to be known as your coach. I want to be known as that person that you know, you trust, and you call when you need anything, whether it be to vent, whether it be for advice, whether it be a coaching call. You know this, and I think everybody knows that. I'm accessible, right? Because I actually give a shit, and I want to hold you accountable. And a part of accountability for myself is making sure that I'm there at any which end I can be because I started this for a purpose. I started this to serve people. So for me, affirmations, meditations, self-reflection, yeah, it's woo-woo, but I promise you, you try doing meditation for 30 days straight. You go ahead and start writing your goals for 30 days straight. You go ahead and make your bed. You go ahead, wake up early. You go ahead and start doing those little things. And I promise you, those little commitments are going to help you lead to greater commitments. So try it out. It could be woo-woo, but I promise you, it's going to help you win-win. Yeah. And, and I mean, you change, right? Like one thing that, um, let's touch on Ed, right? I, the, I think the biggest thing that guy preaches is just keeping those promises to yourself. I mean, you start piling those days. It's a game. It's so small but it makes the world of a difference. And you started this, again, it's, it's I don't know, has it been like nine months, right? Like Yeah, uh, um, let's see. So I started it March 1st, yeah. like free of charge, March 1st, it was officially. Yeah. And then I, I guess you could say like, I started charging like May, June, and not even, it was like, it was like 300 bucks to work yeah. with me just because I needed to pay my fucking rent, right? But yeah. I started this literally like 10 months ago, nine months ago, and that's, it got momentum in June. Yeah, that's wild. What, what would be the biggest lesson of this year? What would you say? We're, I know we're rounding out the year. We're heading into 2020. If you're listening, if it's just getting released, whenever you're listening to this, but we're, uh, we're about to get into the new year. What, what do you think? 2019. Fuck. There are so many lessons this year. Like, oh man, there's so many lessons, but let me think. That's a good question. Uh, what was my number one lesson this year? If I had three of them, I had to pick one. I would say, and it's going to sound a little, uh, but it, it's really true. My biggest lesson of this year is for me personally, yeah. I have to stop taking everybody with me and I'm not there yet. And I think that that's really important to hear because for me, I've had a lot of success, but I've also had a lot of back, you know, in the back uh, of the business failures, right? Like my partnership ending, things not going my way, me getting overwhelmed with, with opportunity, because you got to be careful when you ask for something, it comes, right? And you don't know what format it comes in. But what I realized is that a lot of the times when I was struggling or when I was having a bad moment, it was because I was trying to put someone in a position to win. And I'm not even in that position to win yet. So I think that it's really important to make sure that you're established before you go ahead lifting people. And for a coaching perspective, that doesn't mean your clients. That means for me, it comes to business and business relationships. And I was listening to a podcast with Roland Frazier and uh, Rachel Peterson. I think I posted it on my story maybe like six times talking about how amazing this episode was. And it was really powerful that she stated, you know, she doesn't do partnerships. She does strategic alliances because partnerships, you're getting married. It's tying in with your vision. But if you have strategic partnerships that you could leverage someone else's network and you, they could leverage yours, that's the route to go. And when I heard that, it struck me as powerful because I'm like, boom, that's what it is. It's not about making someone entitled to your business or trying to take them there completely. It's taking both of you there. 
How can I leverage my business and your business? How can I not be just such a yes person? And I could say no because it's not fair to me. So my lesson of the year is stop trying to take everybody with me until I'm in that position to take people with me. Um, until then, my main focus right now is just Empower and me being the sole owner and founder of Empower and taking it with my mission because I started seeing that with my partnerships that I was doing, it was making the vision of Empower different. It was leaning towards marketing and sales and like, yeah, that's important, but that's not what I'm doing it for. I could give two shits about marketing and sales, to be honest with you. I don't want to teach people that because so many, many people got it. If I could be a resource to it, cool. But I started seeing that it was getting foggy. It was getting very unclear what Empower was. So that was my lesson of the year. That's wild. And I'm like, yeah, to hear it like that, um, I think it kind of makes a lot of people kind of sit back where you mentioned family even. You know, people are going to water down your dream. That's, that's something I did not expect. So that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. And that's something I think all of us need to keep in mind too about who we're bringing into the vision. And yeah. is there alliance there? You know yeah. I mean? and, and I would say this too, and this is another good thing, but I didn't learn that this year. This year just made it even more fucking clear. Um, but I talk about it all the time with people that we're young, right? We're, we're young. So we're young entrepreneurs. When someone sees something great in us and, and that happened to you this year, not going to say the name, but it happened to you this year, right? Where yeah. someone saw something great in you. You were in a position where you wanted something great to happen. So this person was feeding you all this great shit. Yeah. You're like, this is great. And then you're like, this is going to be great. So what I'm going to do is go move forward with you because you believe in me. Our missions align. So this is what it is, right? And now that person's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you go into bed with them like business. And then you realize, oh shit. I'm being taken advantage of. And I have had that done to me in so many levels of business. And this year was the final year where I'm like, fuck this. Like, I swear, like, screw this. I'm done having people hear my greatness and take advantage of it. But guess what? That's my fault for being so gullible thinking that everybody has the same heart that I got. You don't have to judge anybody, but don't get so damn excited when it sounds too good to be true. More than fucking likely, it is too good to be true. And it's okay if that happens to you, but don't let it repeatedly happen to you. And be warned, because I'm telling you it now, be freaking warned. Biggest lesson for me, period. Right? Yeah. Down. Biggest lesson for me, 2019, hands down. And <laughs> while I was in the shit, while I was in the thick of it, I was warned. I by you. <laughs> so, I mean, Matt, yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a big thing. I think everybody also needs to really be not weary of, but just keep it close to you. Keep it close to your heart. Um, look, I know you got big things. I know you're working on a few things too. What, what, what's upcoming in, in 2020? Where, where do you see Empower going or really what's just the next, you know, rock that you're trying to climb? So coming here live, I am dropping the news that by October of 2020, I will be releasing my book. Um, it's going to be a series of a little bit about my life and then turning it into life lessons. I'm still a little undecisive with the name, so I'm not going to go ahead and say it yet. Um, but you guys will be on the lookout for that. I'm working with Tim's story directly to help me outline the book and to get it going. Um, for 2020, I'm looking to be in a city near you. I want to be in more involvement with speaking engagements. 
I have a TED Talk coming up in Puerto Rico in April. I'm speaking in the Bahamas in February. And really, I'm trying to focus on my community. These last two months, it was a little foggy because I got a little busy with travel and then I was depending on people. Um, but I'm back in motion again. I'm recentered and I'm really looking to take my community to the next level. So more speaking engagements, um, more additions to memberships when it comes to my business and just honestly being as intentional as I possibly could. Um, and my personal goals is just working financial literacy. Um, I realized I know the business back end, but this year I want to focus on systems and processes and how to do proper investments. That's just my personal stuff. That's amazing. That's amazing. And hopefully, you know, love, we keep that calendar open for the September coming. Cause I think that's when we'll be back in Boston with an event. So, I mean, the more, and yeah. More and we have a workshop we're going to do. Yeah, um, we'll talk a little bit more about that, but yeah, you and I are going to do a workshop soon. And hopefully that when we launch that one workshop, it can lead to many other workshops going, but um, you and I got some things in the work. So it's just really just keep an eye out, you know, just keep sure. following because it always a random shit pops up and I'm a very uh, spontaneous person. Um, if it, if it sounds good, looks good, more than likely I'll go do it. I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think that in and of itself, that spontaneity has made you and has gotten you to this point. So why stop, you know, and really let's just be clear. Overnight success university is a form of a community for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. However, so is empower, right? Yeah. And I, I'm just putting this out there. I am a member of Empower. I want 100% people listening right now, like this individual, this woman, she, she is about to blow something. And like you just said, I mean, you heard all these plans she has. What, what's going on right now for this community and for what she's building out? It's, it's just the, the tip and, and things are really going to start to take way. I want everybody and I encourage you guys, whether you're with overnight success or, or whatever you're doing now, go check out literally everything she's got going on. Tap into that energy because it's only going to pick up. So right now it's the, um, the power talks, uh, yeah. the, the podcast. What, what's the group? So I don't want to butcher this for Facebook and everything. Where can they find you? So you guys can find me on Instagram, Azonani, that's A-Z-O-N-A-N-I, and Empower Tribe. Um, and then on Facebook, if you want to be a part of our free community, uh, go ahead and type in Empower-Accountability Group, um, and you'll be able to just answer three questions just so we know who you are, what you do, and what you want to be held accountable for, and you can be a part of the community. And um, I'm not big on selling anybody. I don't like to sell. Um, I like to sell myself. Uh, go ahead, check out the community. It's free of charge. It's just a Facebook community where we engage. If you want to go further than that, check it out before you want to work with me. You can ask Mark. I let him know too. I'm not for everybody. Um, and I don't know even by the end of the phone call, I would be for him, but it ended up being that I am for him. So just like that, just join the community, get in power, see what, see what we got and see if you like it. Amen. Amen. So <clears throat> guys, homework assignment for the week as we wrap out class. Dude, do yourself a favor and go search that on, on Facebook. Go check that out. Really tap into all of the community there. There is a, a plethora of different individuals that, again, you might find some type of alliance with in your business. You never know who you're going to come and become involved with. 
Um, tap into Nani. She is 100% telling the truth just how accessible she is. So make sure you tap into that resource um, heading into the new year and, and really just in life perspectives in general. So look, I love you, girl. I appreciate you coming on here. I am so glad that you fired us up. This, some, this had something. Rewind this and play it back. Nani, I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. And, and what I'll tell you guys too is just keep following what Mark's doing. Um, you know, if you don't resonate with me, that's cool. But what he got going on and his ambition and his, his great, it's going to go somewhere. So you guys got a great leader. Um, this podcast is fucking awesome. I'm a, so happy to be a part of it because I can't wait to see it in top 100 and say I was one of the first guests. But keep doing what you're doing, man. I appreciate you. Got so much love for you. And I got so much love for this community. Um, I'm glad you started it. So let's get it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. Class dismissed. Take care.